You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When we have the chance to catch up with a former NFL QB, it's always fun to pick his brain. So Trent Green of the CBS NFL family with Kevin Harlan every week on a TV set and a broadcast near you and a longtime NFL QB joining us from Kansas City. Trent, we play goofy games with our listeners, and we would like to ask you to fill in the blank as well. At the halfway point, the NFL season is what? Crazy. It definitely is that. So what makes this one particularly crazy? You look at how some of the the teams, you know, you would never predict that Green Bay would be in this position. Uh, I don't think anybody predicted uh, the Jets or the Seattle Seahawks would be in this position. Um, you know, I think, I think there's, you know, the number of close games we've had, the number of double digit comebacks we've had, the number of, uh, you know, just amazing finishes and, and the NFC East, the AFC East, the way that they're set up, um, and, and how well the, all those teams are doing. But then you look at how poorly, you know, everybody thought so highly of, uh, you know, the AFC West and what was going to happen there. Yeah, the Chiefs are having a good year, but but what's happened to everybody else and why, you know, they're still halfway to go. But, uh, you know, that, that division along with the NFC West is not, you know, what we thought those divisions would be. So there's been a lot of, when I say crazy, it's because of that. I, th- I think it's just because, you know, coming into the season, you have your predictions and you think this is what's going to happen. And then inevitably, you know, stuff different <laughs> happens and, uh, and it goes, it goes all haywire. Why is that? Why does that happen every year in the NFL where roughly half the playoff field turns over? I think there's a couple of factors that weigh into it, like logically. Uh, Number one is the teams that stay healthy, the teams that have a bunch of injuries. That usually sways the direction that you're going to go. I think the other thing is strength of schedule. Mm. I think that, uh, you know, you look at the opponents you're playing and and you got to beat the opponents you're supposed to beat and you're supposed to you know, kind of go 50-50 on the ones that are toss-ups. Um, I think we've seen some things that are different than that this year, uh, definitely. <laughs> um, but then when you start getting into the flow of it, it's, it's okay, hey, uh, Devontae Adams is going to the Raiders, and they made the playoffs last year, so Devontae Adams is the missing piece. They're going to be incredible. Well, you got to take into account they're implementing, you know, a, a new coach, new coaching style, uh, new offense, new defense, everything is completely different, and we're basically starting from scratch, and everybody's got to learn it over. And and so I think some of those things, I think there's a learning curve there. I think that uh, the development of players, like uh, Jalen Hurts, the way that he's playing, I think everybody thought he was going to be a good player. I didn't know if they thought he'd be as good of a player as he is right now and, and how quickly he's been able to adapt to what Sirianni's doing the offense that he's put in and the way that they've uh, the way that they've been able to dominate on defense, the personnel moves that they've made. I mean, we could sit here and go across the league with the different teams and, and 
point out the the different subtleties that have happened throughout the course of the season and uh and I think that's what that's why people love the NFL that's why they, yes. they you know everybody's got a chance right it's you never know until you know training camp gets going and week one happens and you know, and I, and I think that's why that's why the NFL is the is the uh, the best pro- professional sport going, and and why people love it so much. It is astounding, though, how sometimes the pieces fall into place quickly, and other times they do not. For instance, Kevin O'Connell steps in with the Vikings. They're now seven and one, and and there's no more asking whether or not they're legit or it's a fluke. I mean, they are playing really well on both sides of the ball. Brian Dayball with the New York Giants, but then you have other situations where it doesn't fall into place that quickly. Let's talk about a team though that's struggling, Trent. I'd love to get your opinion because the Green Bay Packers are trying everything. They're trying everything. We hear Matt LaFleur talk about it, Aaron Rodgers. We know that they're tweaking. They've obviously got some injuries. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're just working on it and working on it and it's not producing results? Unfortunately, in 15 years, I was on a couple of bad football teams. So, yes, I know I know what's <laughs> going on. I know, uh, you know, when expectations are high and just things aren't clicking, um, I remember reflecting back on those seasons. Yes, there were a few injuries that impacted things. Sometimes it was, gosh, we just can't catch a break. You know, we get a penalty at the wrong time. We get a uh, a turnover at the wrong time. We give up a big play. I mean, it's it's frustrating, and you and you want to do everything right. The coaches, you know, there, there's this mentality and mindset where it's like, okay, we do what we do. We're going to stick with it, and we don't. We're not going to change. We're not going to adapt because. This is our style. We know it works. We're just going to implement it. We're going to work through the grind. You're going to work. You know, that's just what you do. Uh, sometimes that works, and sometimes it leads to a lot of people getting fired. Mm. And then there's other times where you're like, okay, listen, we've done it this way, where we've done really light practices. So now we're going to come out in pads. We're going to practice hard. We're going to practice longer. We're going to put more time. You know, make it harder and try and get it turned around. Or we're going to, you know, what we're going to. We're going to make it more fun. Today, we're, we're not going to do pads, and we're going to just wear T-shirt and shorts and do a walkthrough and, you know, let's go play paintball or movies. Or, I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> you try and find something to get it, uh, to get it changed. Uh, over the course of time and over the course of history in the league, there's been arguments for both of those ways to try and change things up. And, and you know, during the course of the season, uh, it's hard to make change because it's only, you know, there's only so many games. And there's only so much amount of time to get it in. Uh, that uh, that it's hard to make those changes, but you got to find a way because you never know. You could be a team, you know, go back a year ago, the Raiders. Uh, after all the stuff that they had going on, Basaccia comes in. They're sitting there six and seven, right? They're nowhere near the playoffs at six and seven. They win their last four games, including that crazy game with the Chargers at the end of the season. <laughs> they make it into the playoffs and and really had a had a chance to beat the Bengals early on in that opening game where. You know, that kind of changes the landscape of the whole playoffs and, and maybe changes what happens with Bruce Bastaccia and that staff. So, you know, uh, you just stick with your plan and you, you try and get things turned around. Mm. We're spending a few minutes with Trent Green, former NFL QB, and now with CBS and CBS Sports Network with Monday QB. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Lots of CBS in there. How much can it make a difference or how much of a turning point can it be when a team that's struggling, like the Buccaneers, has a win like they did on Sunday in that final minute? You know, that can that – can... And this is going to be cliche, but it can it can change the course of a season, right? It can literally. And, and it was interesting hearing um, hearing Aaron Rodgers a week ago, um, even before this last loss, 
all we need is just one win. If we can just yes. find a way to win one game, maybe that can turn things around. Maybe that changes the vibe in the locker room, the vibe around the building, the, the intensity of the workouts in the, in the weight room, um, the attention to detail that goes on in practices and meetings. One win like that can really, uh, can really have a big impact. And, uh, <laughs> Not that Tom Brady hasn't been through it before, but a lot of guys on that team, there's young guys on the team, there's inexperienced guys on the team. You know, it gets tiring after a while. So a win like that can can have a big impact. Uh, We've seen some teams already make coaching changes, and the big shocker this week is the Indianapolis Colts, who let go of Frank Reich. He's indicated he wants to coach again, had a winning record while he's with the Colts, just some strange quarterback situations, and obviously they've started out in in a tough spot. But Jim Irsay brings in a guy who certainly is respected around the league, but has zero coaching experience. How do you think that plays with a locker room, Trent? Well, that's going to be the interesting thing because uh, Kevin Kevin Harlan, Melanie Collins, and myself—that's that's our crew. That's the ah. game we have, and, and uh, we're going to be talking with Coach Saturday and uh, <laughs> and with Parks Frazier, the new play caller, and uh, Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, and we're going to be asking them all those questions because uh, you know Frank Reich—he was the four full seasons he was there. They made the play the playoffs two of the four seasons. Um, of course, this year didn't go well, and. A lot of it had to do with the play of the offense and the play of Matt Ryan, uh, but they've had a different quarterback every year that Frank's been there. I think Frank's a good coach. I think he has a good temperament. I think guys play hard for him. I think he understands the league. Longtime coach, longtime player. Uh, I think he will eventually get another opportunity. Uh, I don't know when that'll be or where that'll be, but I think he will get another opportunity. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the team reacts. Um, you know, when you bring in – that was an, was an analyst a few days ago, mm. um, and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, you haven't coached at the professional level, you haven't coached at the collegiate level, you had a couple years coaching in high school, but you've been an analyst now, and now all of a sudden you're going to lead the football team. Yes, he's had tremendous success, won Super Bowls, went to Pro Bowls, wasn't all pro. Uh, it'll it just in the middle of the season to be thrown into that situation, and then all of a sudden. You know, from a play calling standpoint, you're picking a guy that's never called plays and he's only been a coach for a couple of seasons. Believe me, Amy, I'm, I'm going to ask all those questions. I, was <laughs> like, it's, I don't know how many they're going to tell us because whether they, they want it on the broadcast, but, you know, all those things are going to be asked here over the next few days when we get a chance to talk with them and, uh, and try and hear from the players. You know, usually I've been on teams where they change coaches during the season and I've talked with teams, you know, before uh, in my broadcasting career where they've changed coaches during the season. And generally the comment you get from players is, listen, I've got to do my job. Uh, It's this team and 31 other teams that are looking at the tape. And if I want to stay in this league, I got to do my job. I got to play hard. I got to be prepared. I got to be a pro. I got to understand how to, how to handle my business. And most guys have that mindset because they like being in the NFL. They like, the money that they make in the NFL. They like, uh, <laughs> they like playing football. And, uh, and the guys that don't, they generally don't last in the league very long. So I'm sure that's going to be, in a roundabout way, that's going to be the answer we get from a bunch of the players. You're an analyst. You played in the NFL and, and logged a bunch of years there. But could you imagine being in Jeff's situation where all of a sudden you have to stand there on the sidelines and tell people what to do? <laughs> it's uh you know for a long time prior to me getting into uh into tv and radio and and everything i've done so this is my 14th year in broadcasting and and i played for 15 
So when I my long time playing for for a lot of years, I thought I would get into coaching, uh-huh. uh, and then the, and then the media opportunity came up for me, and that provides a better family lifestyle that I was looking for than what coaching <laughs> lifestyle does. So I've envisioned myself being a coach, and I've talked about being a coach for a lot of years. As a quarterback, I was always big into game management in terms of understanding the clock, understanding timeouts, understanding four-minute drills, both offense and defense, uh, defense uh, drive starters at the beginning of the game or beginning of the series to get things going. You know, I've, I've always kind of put that hat on, even as an analyst, as, as kind of been as a coach. So I know where Jeff is right now. I know that um, even though he didn't play quarterback, as an offensive lineman, as a center, you're kind of the, you're kind of the quarterback of the offensive line. And we've all seen by now the the videos of he and Peyton Manning going at it on the <laughs> sidelines, uh, which are great videos, by the way. Um, you know, I think I think he's going to handle it well. And and you just, from an outside standpoint, it maybe looks a little off from a game management timeout, all those kinds. I think he will handle it well. I think the thing that he's going to probably have to make some adjustments to is is the demands on his time as a head coach. I think that's one of the things that we've uh, we've learned over the years. Uh, or I've learned over the years talking to the new head coaches that have, have taken over different teams and the ones that have taken over this year is instead of just doing X's and O's, now you've got a certain number of hours every day you're dealing with media, you're dealing with public, <laughs> uh, you're, uh, the, you know, the team doctors to find out the health of the team, you're dealing with ownership, you're dealing with GMs and personnel moves, you're dealing with, hey, guess what, my baby's sick and now i got to go to the hospital, so I'm going to miss this one hour, I'm going to be late to this because i got to run over here to the dentist because my kid's got, you know, it's like, there's other stuff going on as a head coach that you maybe didn't have to handle in, in other situations. So I look forward to talking to Jeff, although he may, he may need a nap instead of talk to us um, this week um, because of all the things that have been dumped in his lap. He's a 15-year quarterback in the NFL and also a longtime analyst with CBS and partners with Kevin Harlan on their broadcast. So, uh, Trent, we talked about Jeff Saturday and what you're going to see this weekend and what you're going to hear from the new Colts interim head coach. But you're in Kansas City, so we've got to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And this is a guy who really defies the art of quarterback. In fact, he turns it into an art all of his own. It's very abstract at times. There may be no other quarterback like him. When you watch him go through a game-winning drive, like what he executed against the Titans with his ability to extend plays and to create on the fly, what goes through your mind? It's phenomenal. And and I've uh, living in Kansas City, I also do the Chiefs preseason games. So I've, I've done them now for... Um, Gosh, it'd be 13 years. So I've been around training camp, and, get, and I remember watching him as a rookie, even though it was Alex Smith's team. And that right. was like, okay, this guy's got a little bit different style. I don't know if it's going to be able to click or work um, just because you see a lot of throwing across your body, throwing the opposite side of the field when you're running one direction, throwing the other way, uh, dropping your arm down in sidearm. <laughs> you know, you see some of that stuff, but to do some of the things that he's doing and at a consistently high level, you know, initially you see and you're like, okay, he got away with that one. Okay, yeah, he got away with that one. Oh, he got away with another one. And eventually you start saying, well, maybe he's going to get away with all these. Maybe he's going to get, you know, he's going to break the mold on on what quarterback, uh, what defines quarterback play. And and, um, what I try and tell young quarterbacks and and ones that I get an opportunity to talk talk with and be around is everybody wants to be Patrick Mahomes now, but – don't do that. That's that falls outside the framework of what normal quarterback play is. He, you know, he had the unique 
ability, and, and I've asked him this during the preseason telecast, that for him, he approaches a lot of it like baseball. He's like, you know, he was a middle infielder, so he was, you know, it's no different than turning two to try and get a double play. He's like, you know, I don't really think about it. When I'm rolling to my left and I drop down and I throw a sidearm underneath the arm of the defensive end, back across the other way to a running back that's on a drag route that may be trailing me by 10 yards, and I land on the wrong foot, my body, my body, he's like, I don't think of that any differently than if I was getting a baseball and I was going the other way and I had to get it over to first, you know, so he's just thinking of it a different way and, and throwing on different platforms. Now, because of the success he's had, there are a lot of quarterbacks around the league that practice that now. They spend all off season off platform, throwing off different angles, throwing at different, you know, velocities and speeds and those kinds of things. So he's really changed the way the league, the, the, the league approaches quarterback play. And uh, he's definitely unique and, and just keep setting record after record. It's a little bit like the Steph Curry phenomenon in the NBA. Uh, you don't want people to try to be Steph Curry because there's only right. one Steph. So it's like, here's what not to do, except, wow, he's dazzling. But don't be like yeah. him. <laughs> That's a great comparison. I, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way because his, remember when he first came in and, and like his shooting style, you know, just how quick it was and how, yes. you know, it was like, I'm taking this and it's almost like a flip from the waist. And he's also got this little <laughs> thing where he catches and out. It's almost like a long, I mean, his shot is so unique, but he does it so many millions of times that for him, it's no big deal when, you know, when he's sinking a ball from half court or sinking a ball from, you know, five feet across the mid court line. And, and it's like, oh, okay, he made it seem normal. So now <laughs> everybody tries doing it. Even, even seven footers go out to the three and, and try thinking they're just going to flip it up there. So I am a big, big advocate of, of reps, right? If, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, you better rep it. Um, thousands and thousands, maybe even millions of times just to uh, to get it to be that consistent. But uh, yeah, that's a great comparison. Thank you. One of the interesting things about this season is that we're going to get games in Germany for the first time. And certainly the London series continues. This weekend, we've got the Buccaneers who are in a strange spot. We've talked about them a little bit. But also the Seattle Seahawks who are sitting on top of the NFC West. I know you mentioned that division as a surprise. Pete Carroll clearly is the key to that team. But man, the faith he had in Geno Smith, they've seen so much turnover, and yet they're a contender. How is that happening? Give the credit to Pete Carroll and, and give the credit to the players, the work they've put in. Uh, you can't say enough about team chemistry. And right now, when you watch that sideline, when you watch the way they interact with each other, I mean, the chemistry is incredible. Geno's playing uh, better than he's ever played his, his entire career. Sometimes as a quarterback, or any player for that matter, when you've had enough years in the league and you've been able to experience enough things, you have a good plan about how you want to approach it. Hey, if I were to ever get this opportunity again, this is how I would handle it. This is how I would lead. This is how I'd deal with teammates. This is how I'd deal with media. This is how I'd handle the coaches. This is how I'd handle my preparation off the field, on the field, in the weight room, health and fitness, yoga, stretching, Pilates, whatever it may be. I think it, it, this was just kind of the perfect timing for Gino. It was a coach that believed in him and an offense that he had been in. You know what? I'm far enough into my career. People can stop talking about what happened with the Jets. And I've, <laughs> you know, bounced around and been in different places. I've seen seen things that have worked. I've seen things that haven't worked. Give Gino a lot of credit for how he's been able to handle it. But more importantly, the coaching staff and how they've, they've gotten the chemistry of that team working and, and the way they're handling their business right now. 
As we're talking, a thought that pops into my mind is there are so many ways to win in the NFL. There isn't one prototype. People point to quarterbacks, and that's great. But we've got some teams that are winning right now that don't have the best quarterbacks ever. Then we see different styles of play. Sometimes it's about divisions. It's about your matchups. Never dull, of course. It's the best reality show on TV. And there's a bazillion ways to get to where you want to go. There, There is 100%. And, and I've always said that Good coaches, or even great coaches, they they find a way to coach to their talent. They don't make ah. their talent go to what it is they're trying to do. And and I think we've seen a lot of coaches that are like, okay, you know, normally I want to throw the ball fifty times a game, but <laughs> if the best way for us to win is to run the ball fifty times a game and pass it twenty times a game, then then that's what we're going to do. And and I think you can find um, certain coaches, certain situations that are that are willing to do that. To your point, Amy, there are lots of ways to win. Some are focused, hey, we're, de- we're going to do defense, special teams, run the ball, not turn the ball over, high completion percentage of passes. We have other ones that are like, we're going to throw it 50 times plus and we're going to try and outscore everybody. We're going to do whatever we can to not make mistakes, not do penalties, not do self-inflicted wounds. I mean, it's, there, there are a lot of different ways to do it, and, and you're right. I think the good coaches are the ones that are able to adapt and, and find ways to win with the talent they have around them, with the way the salary cap set up, the way their roster is set up. And then we started off this conversation talking about the crazy season. I think that is a great way to sum it up. There's just different ways to win, and, that, and that's why people love the NFL so much. Perfect. On that note, you can find Trent Green on Twitter at Trent Green 10. He's a former NFL QB. You can see him on not only a CBS game of the week along with Kevin Harlan, but also Monday quarterback on CBS Sports Network. It's always good to catch up with you. One of these days we're actually going to have to run into each other in person, Trent, but thank you so much for the time. That'd be great, Amy. Great talking with you. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.